Hey, hey, this is Takara, and you are listening to A Letter to My Sister podcast. You are in the right place if you are raised to be a strong, independent woman who didn't have to depend on anybody for anything, but then you realize there were some lessons that you didn't quite get as you were going along the way. We often go through life the best way that we know how, and we don't even realize that there's a better way. So in here, there will be some raw and real conversations surrounding life lessons about the things that we wish that we had known, maybe about self, love, money, and even our careers. So if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I would love for you to leave a rating and review as well. So now that we've got all that out the way, let's chat, sis. Hey sis, last week we talked about mindset. Today I want to combine mindset with money because money is so much more than just earning a check. I want you to understand the power of money and how you can make it work for you. So today I've got my homegirl Akua with me from Dim Coins because we're going to learn how to get them coins and also keep them coins so that we can live our best life at the end of the day, okay? So listen to this as Akua breaks this whole money thing down for us. All right, Akua, welcome to A Letter to My Sister podcast. I am so excited to have you here today so we can talk about getting them coins. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me. I love your podcast. I feel like we are definitely on the same wavelength. We're in the same vein. So I said, yes, absolutely. I'm excited. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Because when I listened to one of yours, you were like, we have got to take people on a journey with us. And I so agree with that because sometimes we we get to the end of it, but then you kind of forget all the emotions that you are going through in the process. You kind of forget that whole process. And I feel like when you tell it at the end, it sounds so much easier than what it actually is. And you're like, dang, is it really that easy? But then when you like record it as you're going through and you're like, nah, it definitely was not that easy at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I'm definitely still in the journey. My personal goal is financial freedom, which we'll talk about in a bit more detail later. But um, yeah, I'm definitely still in the journey, but there's a lot of core sort of principles that like, man, like, oh, someone would have, you know, well, I actually did have a mentor that did tell me some of this stuff, but it just wasn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't, you know, it didn't quite land until I got a little bit older and, you know, actually had to deal with my own money and kind of learn a lot of those hard lessons the hard way, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the same thing that happened with me too. I'm, you know, I got a few money lessons along the way, but unfortunately it seems like we we get these conversations, but we only get them that one time. And then they're like, well, yeah, don't you remember? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Listen, by then I was too busy trying to get out the house. I didn't remember nothing you right, said. Right. I was just trying to be gone. <laughs> yep, yeah, like that 17, 18, like trying to like, <laughs> yeah, because I had one of my mentors sit me down and like showed me like his whole portfolio and said, okay, this is what you do. And I was kind of like, you know, I'm 16, 17. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I think I understand, but uh, I'm going to go out here and like do all this other stuff. But, you know, right. miss out on all that compound interest. But hey, we live and we learn. So <laughs> Exactly. Because you're like, I'm trying to get out here and make this $10 an hour thinking you really making some money out here. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, let's hop into it. So tell us. Um, I, you have a podcast called Them Coins, which is why I titled it Getting Them Coins with Akua. <laughs> so tell me, what was the inspiration behind, I guess, the start of your financial journey and what brought you to this point today? Yeah, so um, mid-20s, you know, spinning around in circles, 
feeling very directionless. And then I hop, you know, on the YouTubes, you know, this is when YouTube was just kind of getting a lot of momentum mm-hmm. so I'm on YouTube. And I hear a bunch of these people talking about, you know, well, not a bunch at that time, but there were a few that were talking about, you know, financial freedom and literacy and, you know, how to do X, Y, and Z with your money and this and this and that. And I realized that quite a few of them don't give a holistic perspective. And as much as those practical um, steps are important in terms of like making sure you're saving, making sure you're investing, like I talk about all that stuff, but a lot of it is emotional. A lot of it is psychology. And a lot of it is something that I call, and I probably should get this like trademark or something because I haven't heard anyone else use it, is Mm -hmm. financial self-awareness. Because what I found is that I was listening to all these different people and some people were doing real estate, some people were doing stocks, some people were doing uh, uh, options and all this other stuff. And I couldn't pinpoint what fit me. And so through these sort of five core principles of financial self-awareness, I'm able to look at my own circumstances and say, okay, I heard X, Y, and Z did this and this investment, but that won't necessarily work for me. And that's okay. I can do this other thing over here. So like the five main sort of principles of it is first your true values, right? What do you actually value? It's hard. Strip it down. You know, you have to sort of deprogram your mind from what your mama and them said and what everybody else told you to value and what actually brings you true joy in life. And then you have to look at your skills versus your passions versus your gifts. And they're different. Those are not the same things. And you have to then assess what are my individual goals, you know, for myself and for my family, your risk tolerance, right? What are you willing to accept? You know, what are you willing to risk in terms of volatility? Because as we know, some investments are very volatile. One day you're, you know, you're up a hundred points the next day you're in the negative. And can you handle that? And do these particular investments that X, Y, and Z, you know, entrepreneur is talking about, does that make sense for me? And then also the sacrifices you're willing to make. And that's really important when you think about how much you're actually bringing in, because there's a lot of people saying, you know, oh, do this type of investment, do that type of investment, but they ate, you know, rice and beans for three years. Can you do that? (laughs) You know, you really have to assess that. And some people are like, you know what? I'm not willing to do that. Maybe I'll look into some other investments that don't take as much sacrifice and maybe think about that later. So looking at those sort of five principles that really helps, and again, still helps gear me and allows me to make decisions that are best for me as opposed to some random guru person saying, hey, this is the only way to make money. And this is what everybody should be doing. That's a really good point that you make about financial self-awareness because that's something that I had to figure out as well. You you follow one person's program, but then you're absolutely miserable and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to just be broke. <laughs> exactly. You're like, man, forget this. I mean, rice and beans, I'm living... <laughs> <laughs> living in a hot house so far. Like I can't, I can't do nothing. I can't live my life. Like this sucks. I don't know how much longer I can do this. Right. Exactly. Especially when you have, um, you know, for people that are married, they may not be on the same page. One person may be like, yes, let's do rice and beans. And the other person like, first of all, I was actually thinking that I wanted steak for dinner okay. and um, <laughs> that doesn't fit into this whole rice and beans thing. So I'm going to say no to that. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm a veto that right there. Absolutely. And that's so important as well. Um, I had an episode where I talked about like finances and couples and things like that. Um, she's solo dolo right now, but you know, in the future, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we consider a spouse, that's a whole separate can of beans. You have kids and responsibilities like that. That's a whole nother set of responsibilities that you have to consider. There is some freedom in that, you know, being single and do what I want, but right, yeah. <laughs> but again, that's how, you know, financial self-awareness, knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about, because you said there's a difference between skills, passions, and gifts. So can you differentiate that for a second, just so that people are aware so that they know, okay, well, this is my passion. This is my skill. And I think this here might be my gift and how can it all work? together for me. Yes. 
Oh, that's such a good question. I love that. So I actually learned about this from, shout out to Patrice Washington. She's fantastic. Actually, (laughs) yes, I love her. And so I actually learned about this through her. And so with your skills, those are those things that you, that you just do and you just do them well. And people, other people have to put a ton of effort into it. And then you just come on the scene and you just boop, 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 boop. And everyone's like, but how did you, (laughs) but you know, so the skills are the things that you do easily that other people struggle with. And then when it comes to your passions, your passions are those things that if you could do it all day long, (laughs) you would do it all day long. Like, you know, some people are very crafty. They like to, you know, crochet all day long. Like if they had, if they had it their way, from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep, that's what they would do. You know, some people <laughs> like to play video games for the moment that if they had their choice from the moment they wake up, from the moment they go to sleep, that's what they would do. Some people like, like fixing cars, you know, if they could do that. So those are what passions are. Those things that like, man, if I could spend my entire day doing this, I would do it. And then gifts are really what you are put on this earth to do. That is that those God-given things that you are born with, that it comes in different forms. God can show you it in various forms, but those are those things that this is what God told you to do. Um, And so with kind of mixing these things kind of all together, it's important, especially when you are going to college, it's important to understand that just because something is your number one passion that doesn't mean it's necessarily your gift. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be your moneymaker, right? Your skills and your mm-hmm. gifts tend to be your moneymakers, but they don't necessarily have to be your number one passion, right? As we, you know, we talked, uh, when we talked a few weeks back, I talked about like this idea of the golden ticket, meaning that there are only a select group of people who their number one passion is also like their God-given gift. So think of the Michael Jordans, think of, you know, the Michael Jacksons, think of the Michael Phelps. I don't know why all these Michaels just came up, but (laughs) (laughs) you think of those people, like their number one thing that they like to do is also their gift and their moneymaker. Not all of us have that. And there's a lot of misinformation about follow your passion, follow your heart. I mean, your heart is where your emotions live. And it's so, it's so shifty and you can't, you can't really depend on that all the time. So be very clear, you know, some, and, and again, I feel, and I know that everyone is of faith, but I feel like I get that discernment from the Holy spirit, to be honest, to understand that difference. That's where it comes from. I can't, I can't say I got it from another source. So with getting clarity with that, I'd say talk to the man upstairs. Yeah, that's a good point too, because we go to college and we have all these wonderful plans and ideas of what we think it is that we want to do. And we get all these student loans. And I mean, I, and I've talked about this on, on some of my podcasts before, but I went with the intent of helping people. What that looked like, I just automatically assumed that helping people meant that I needed to be in the medical field. Oh, girl, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I, that if I'm going to be in the medical field, then automatically now I'm like, well, that means that I need to be a doctor because I don't know what it is, but it's for me, when I was growing up, it was like, there was only three things that you could possibly be. And that was a, a doctor, a lawyer, or a teacher. Like those were the three things that people seem to talk about and focus on and nothing else. So I said, okay, well, clearly I need to become a doctor. But then I got introduced to uh, physics one and two. Oh, organic chemistry. (laughs) Yeah, organic chemistry one and two. And I mean, I I just was not getting it. And I said, okay, well, clearly this must not be my ministry because I'm not getting it. Mm -hmm. So then I said, well... People like telling me about their problems. Maybe I need to become a psychologist. Then I decide to switch my major, but I don't have this epiphany until I'm three years in. 
now that I'm three years in and I had the nerve to decide to also transfer colleges, my four-year journey turned into a five-year journey. And wouldn't you know, when I graduated, I still didn't do nothing with that degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did something. I, till this day, I still have not used that. As a matter of fact, I went back to school again and got a nursing degree. <laughs> <laughs> another really important sort of point to go along with that is that allow yourself to be molded because there is this idea that, and again, some people, Hey, they go to college, they, they study one thing and then they go on, they get an internship and then they get a full-time job and that thing. And they stay in whatever field they were in. That's great. But a lot of us are going to be like bumping our heads against like, okay, like maybe I should try this. Maybe I should do that. And you know, allow yourself to have discovery. Um, it's important within reason, within reason. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And I think, I I think one thing that I wish that someone had told me because I I was just under this impression that by 24, I need, I needed to have my life completely mapped out. So here I am at the very mature age of 18 and 19, planning out my whole life all the way up until 30, because somebody told me that was what I needed to do. So by 26, I was supposed to have like graduated from medical school and then I was supposed to be married by 28 and like working on my first kid by the time I hit yep. 30. And here I am almost 40. None of that. Uh... Right. Oh boy. That's uh go back and say Irish like, oh, that's not. Yeah, that's not it. That's not it. Okay. So I I wish that, you know, it was kind of like, reiterated time and time again that your purpose is evolving, your life is evolving, just because you put one thing into place does not mean that that's something that you need to stick with or kind of like grind your feet in because even kind of going back to just student loans, because, you know, that's just a, that's a, a big thing at the moment. And even I got student loans. My mom, she didn't want me to, but, you know, again, me being the mature person that I was, felt that I needed to be an adult and I really needed to fund my own education. <laughs> You're like, oh boy. When you look at that industry, like, I don't know about that decision. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, I need to do this on my own. I need to fund my own education. But then it's like, we're paying such a high price for uncertainty. And I think, you know, sometimes that gap year is important. And then for some people, college truly isn't for them, but because somebody like really pushed it down their throats and said, you need, you need, you need, now they're wasting 20, 30, 40, 50. Some people have six figure student loan debts and they're not even a doctor. <laughs> We're like, well, what, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Who done did it and why? Like why? <laughs> that, yeah, that is such, yeah, that is such a good, 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 good point. Like this concept of just, just being moldable and then, with oh yeah with the with the student loan people 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 the internet (laughs) has changed the game please understand that while yes i don't regret my university experience ever because i needed that in terms of personal growth to be on my own to be on a campus that whole thing was worth it for me personally Mm -hmm. but full disclosure i actually had a lot of assistance through grants and scholarships. And then uh, my parents helped a bit. And so I didn't come out of school with like a ton of debt. So if you can avoid it, (laughs) please, (laughs) please avoid it. If you can, if you can, Um, there's, you know, you can obviously go to community college and then transfer credits over. So you don't have to be in school for so long. Um, Mm -hmm. I was watching a gentleman on CNBC, uh, make it happen. It's like this millennial show they have on YouTube. It's great. And this gentleman talked about how he went to um, Berkeley High School, I believe. And with Berkeley High School, you could take like an insane amount of credits while you were in high school. So by the time he graduated high school, he was already a junior in college in terms of his credits. Like options exist, but like we got to do the digging and we got to find, you know, these alternatives, you know, they're still, hey, 
there's still trade school. Automation hasn't taken over everything. You know, these hands are still useful, you know. Yeah. If your side hustle takes off, hey, roll with it. I mean, there's so many other different avenues now to make money and to be, you know, successful and to be uh, fulfilled in your career. So it's not just, you know, just college for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think think another good point to bring up, because I find, especially with my with my younger cousins, a lot of them have no interest in college whatsoever. None. However, they do have interest in becoming an entrepreneur. They have interest in owning something. They have an interest in starting a YouTube channel, or they have an interest in maybe starting some kind of music career. And the thing that I feel sometimes is the disconnect is that, yes, that's your passion, right? Did I get that right? Your passion, yep. The thing that you would do all day, every day for free. But while you're working on that thing, what is the thing that's going to bring you money so that can tie you over? And I think sometimes that's the discussion that we miss. Like, yes, I know that you want to do this, but maybe what's the thing that you're good at so that you can be making money in the process? Like you don't have to necessarily be a starving artist. You could just be hungry, but no need to starve, you know? Oh, <laughs> Takara, I have lived. And for me, I have really just supported. I'm I'm very lucky because I have traditional African parents that have slowly but surely like molded because they have wild and crazy children like me. So... <laughs> Oh, the star. I, I, I live that, you know, like, I mean, I remember one day I, I actually, um, uh, one day I was like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit my, my, you know, I was working at a, I was working at a big tech company. I'm like, I'm going to quit my job. I'm following my dreams with no plan, no savings, no nothing. We, you know, to the moon, like we just, <laughs> we're going to do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember about a year in and I was, Lyft was my only source of income and I just pulled over in the car and I wept and I'll never forget because it, it was raining outside too. So like I was weeping in my car <laughs> rain outside. and I'm just like, I know this is not what God has designed for me. And God was like, sis, like, this is, this is one of your passions, but it's not the, this not the God given gift though. <laughs> like I put you in that company for a reason. Like, People tried to mentor me. I was like, nah, man, I'm be the next Viola Davis. You can't tell me nothing. Like, woo, woo, woo. Like, I was, I was just, re- you know, I was really hard-headed. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned and, you know, and, and now I actually just did a short film with my friend, you know, this, this past weekend and I can do it with joy in my spirit. I don't have to worry about, oh, if this role doesn't blow up, then I won't be able to, you know, pay my bills next month. And Exactly. Like, that like there's nothing worth it and I know there's a lot of um there's sort of people that have like those sort of like Steve Harvey stories where they like lived in their car for like two again it's not for most people it's a very no. small group of people right it was still his God-given gift and again we don't know if there were other circumstances that allow for that to happen but either way like I, I was just like no like I like nice things. Like how we're talking about earlier, like, no, I, I want the steak. Like, I know, like, yeah. <laughs> like no, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, yeah, that it's so true because what was it? I had a thought and now I just completely hate when that happens. I completely lost it. Oh, well, I guess that means it wasn't important. <laughs> um, but what I do want to do because in one of your episodes, you were talking about the components of financial freedom. And I feel like if we go through the components of the financial freedom, I believe not even just for young people, but for all of us, that could really help us lay out exactly what it is that we wanted to do. So even those that do want to follow their passion, I feel like if they follow some of these components that you have, it could get them there it just may be a different way that they had to go about it, you know, maybe from start to finish. And I know the first thing that you talked about was mindset. So can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So um, for those that may not be aware, 
financial freedom is something that is, you know, it's a big buzzword now. It's kind of in the same realm of like generational wealth, like all these fancy buzzwords. But really all financial freedom means is that I have enough money to sustain myself for the foreseeable future. And if I work, I choose to work. I don't have to work. So that's really all that means. I have enough money stored up in different investments and I have enough liquidity, enough liquid cash to sustain my lifestyle. So there's different, you know, there's calculators online all over the place. You can definitely go in and just kind of, you know, plug in how much you spend and how much you make and what your savings rate is. And they'll tell you how long it'll take you to become financially free. But in terms of uh, specifically just mindset, oh, because there's, there's kind of a couple of different components, right? Because with mindset, we have the stuff that we talked about with financial self-awareness, right? Those five principles. And then you also have to look at your own your own feelings with money, like your own history with money. Like, how do you how do you view money? Are you are you poverty mindset driven? Is there always never enough? Are you always like scrambling to like figure it out? And do you think that makes you noble because you just you just happen to pay all your bills just in the nick of time and you make it work? You know, there's all mm-hmm. these different sort of components where you're super privileged and you never want it for nothing and so analyzing where you are and how you feel about money and also sort of like your money story is also kind of like important. Just, it doesn't have to be anything like super deep or like traumatic or anything, but, you know, just analyzing, okay, you know, when I have to spend money at the grocery store, I feel anxiety. That's important to know. So like, you can uncover that with professionals, right? You can go see, you know, um, again, I know that some people may not necessarily be privileged to go see a psychologist. Maybe you can talk about it with a good friend or have someone to talk about these things with. If you are impulsive, right? Anytime I celebrate, I just want (laughs) to empty my bank account out, right? Like (laughs) what your habits are around money is super important as well as it relates to mindset. And then- Again, with mindset, yeah, that that sacrifice is also really important because, again, there are some people, they will do, you know, (laughs) I read a story on LinkedIn the other day about a guy that was like, yeah, I can't say U.S. I was eating mayonnaise and ketchup sandwiches for two years to make it by, but now I'm this and this and that. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Not I. (laughs) No, thank you. First of all, how did you even know? (laughs) That is awful on your health, awful on your body. Like, why would you want to do that? But again, there are some people who will go to extremes because they want to get there as quickly as possible. But that's something, that's another, that's another mindset thing that you need to assess um, when you think about your money and kind of your different goals and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting about the mindset because I feel like I see one of two things. I feel like I see someone who maybe did not grow up with much and now that they're older, they're coming they they have more money than they've ever had come across their hands and so because they did not have a lot it's almost like they're making up for lost Mm -hmm. time and they spend 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 and they're like well I do this because I didn't really have that much growing up but then I try to say okay but you do realize that if you keep going this way then you're not going to have any money either you're just doing things in reverse but essentially you're still going to come out needing something because you're not saving or if you are saving you're like me who really thought they were doing something in their early 20s by having like 500 to a thousand dollars and i've had expenses now where that was gone in a day (laughs) you were doing some compared to me I was just saving not mad time, not mad quarter. I was just saving nothing. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm really out here doing something. I, I got savings with a comma right. in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, compared to me and my own twist, yeah, you were you were doing it. I yeah, I had not one not one dollar saved. <laughs> not one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that is so true with and especially, you know. 
us melan a lot of us melanated folk, we we don't grow up with a lot, many of us, not all of us, some some of y'all y'all living it up, but the huge majority of us for a variety of things. It's the magic fam. There's so many factors that play into that. And we see it all the time with athletes, right? You can outspend any budget. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see it yeah. all the time with athletes with millions and millions. How is he bankrupt? Yeah. Because you cannot spend any budget. If you don't have clear boundaries, people will be up on you. Tell them, oh, man, you know, such and such. Oh, man, my car broke down. Can you, can you, can you, mm-hmm. you know? And that's another thing that for a lot of the college kids, when, you know, when you get out, I mean, if you, quite a few of y'all are going to be making more money than you've ever seen in your life, more money than your parents ever seen in your life. And so having those clear boundaries, I mean, you don't have to be like rude and mean about it. like, no, nah, don't, don't ask me for nothing, you know what I'm saying? But having right. clear boundaries, having clear budgets, and again, even having like a family budget. I have a family and friends budget. That includes birthday stuff. That includes, oh, you know, mm-hmm. certain, you know, certain family may need help with something. Outside of that, oh no, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it. It's cut off. I can't, I can't go beyond that. So having those boundaries, and establishing that stuff even when you're young, you know, because you may, a lot of us are like the oldest, I'm not the oldest sibling, but some of us are the oldest, the first to go to college, all that, mm-hmm, yep, all right. And so you may have, you know, some younger siblings that would be like, hey, can I, can I, can I, you got to be like, hey, listen, I'm trying to build some stuff so that this doesn't repeat, <laughs> so you got to let me <laughs> build some of this, invest here, do this here, so that we don't end up in the same, you know, predicament in the next generation. Exactly. And then, so from that one, the other extreme that I feel like I see is maybe for people that did do the beans and rice and they save and they save and they save and they save and they save. save, But now that they're at a point where they don't necessarily have to do all of that, they don't even want to spend the money. So they spend all of this time saving, 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 savings. But now it's like they're almost afraid that if they start spending, then they're not going to have any money. But it's like, well, well, that was the point. Right. The point was for you not to spend so that you could spend right. later. Here is later. I mean, what, what, what are you going to do? You can't take this with you. You need to enjoy some of these things. Because even me, I had to realize, all right, girl, you you know, you do have money in your account, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can go somewhere. You don't have to stay at the house. Right, right. Exactly. That is so true. Yeah, it, it can get super extreme. And yeah, money is currency, right? It's supposed to flow. You're not supposed... And the thing about it is I've noticed in periods of my life where I have had a little... Not to like a super extreme, but I've had, had that little bit of a, oh, if I spend, it won't come back. Like the money the income into my life actually kind of stopped too, because there needs to be a currency, like money needs to flow. And, you know, especially, and I don't, especially here in America, there's just like, there's just so many ways to make money. Like, I mean, it, man, and a lot of us have so many buried skills and I mean, there's just so much. There's just so much you can do. Don't be, don't get me wrong. Don't go out and like ball out and you don't have anything. That's why I love budgeting, you know, because you can say to yourself, okay, I'm going to allot 20 or I'm going to allot 10% of my budget to fun stuff. So whether that's traveling for you, whether that's going to the spa, whether that is, you know, I don't know, whatever it is that you like to do. You can say, okay, this this 10% and keep it in a separate account as well. And that 10% go towards all your fun things, you know, so you don't have to feel guilty because your bills are paid. It's budgeted. Your, you know, your your children are eating. It's budgeted. Everything is in line because it's budgeted. And if, and if you get really, you know, and and it's best to automate these things, quite frankly, It, it saves you a lot of stress, a lot of headaches. So I would say start that, you know, with the college kids, start that stuff early. I know it's easy. You know, you want to go, you want to make it rain champagne at the club. I get it. But <laughs> that doesn't matter. No, nobody, nobody cares. Like all that stuff doesn't matter, you know, have fun. But I mean, some of this just super, I think sometimes with this, the newest generation now, there's just such a, because they're exposed to everything. 
And so they see their mm-hmm. peers with freaking Lamborghinis. And it's like, what the world? What am I doing with my life? Like, why can't I, you know, and it can be very difficult. And that, that's another mindset thing about like comparison killing, like stay in your lane, you know, don't worry about what your peers are doing. Get, get you, but I don't care how much you're making, get you a budget. If you want to do it online, there's plenty of apps and things you can use. So. Yeah. I try to stay on my younger relatives about that, about just a mindset shift because I'm like, <laughs> I got to be straight up with them sometimes. And I'm like, you know, you really got to come out this hood mentality and you have to have like a more business mindset. Like there's more to life than outside of the current city that you're in. There's so many more opportunities. And it's like, you know, some of them may be afraid to leave home or there's so many, I have so many family members that's like, well, I don't want to leave because so-and-so is here and -and so-and-so is here and I don't want to leave them. And I got to be like, okay, for real, when's the last time you saw them? Because I don't live here no more. And I feel like I see them more than you see them. And so if you stand for them, then you can just fly back like I do and just see them when you want yep. to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, man, time is the only asset we can get back. And another side tip for, um, you know, our college kids is I know, you know, Sister Rona is still out there, but <laughs> yes. if, the, you know, if you are allowed at the opportunity, please, please, I implore you, I implore you, please, if you can get a grant, go and study abroad. It will change your life. Please get out Mm -hmm. of the country and see that there is so much more outside of your little town or your little city or, you know, the the U.S. in general. Like, please study, study abroad anywhere. I don't care where you go, but just get out of the country and see that there's so much more that you can grab a hold of. And you're not limited to, Mm -hmm. you know, your small city or your small um your state or wherever you feel like you need to be confined to because there's a lot of opportunities and sometimes you're gonna have to relocate you know so right yeah and I think when you do that when you travel I feel like it open your it opens your eyes and you see exactly how much privilege you actually do have here in the U.S. of course we we've got our issues we've got our problems but there is a way for you to absolutely be prosperous here. Because I know you said you're from Ghana, yes. correct? Well, well technically, um, I was born here, but my parents were born in Ghana. So I'm first generation, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So I actually had the privilege of going to Ghana for the year of their return. And I had such a great time, such a great time. And but I love the feeling of going, for one, to see everyone like me, just a yeah, sea yeah. of beautiful brown people. Um, at, now that humidity slapped me in the face as soon as I stepped out here. Bring a couple of shirts. You're going to be Yeah. But it was so good to see because as I was looking around, I said, wow, this is like the entrepreneurial spirit all the way around because there was nowhere that you could go on the street where somebody was not selling something. You could go from one place to the next. And if you need a sunglasses, they got you. You need a bike. They got you. You need, (laughs) you need a SIM card. They got you. Did you miss breakfast that day? They got you. You want the donut? They got you. You want a boiled egg? I got you. (laughs) Like it's all on the street and available But it's like, this is the entrepreneurial spirit because this is what they have to do to survive from one point to the next. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, well, here we are in the US. Y'all don't really have to be on the street. And as a matter of fact, if you are on the street, then everybody's concerned because now they think that you're homeless. (laughs) So So it's like, even just in that one aspect right there, there's just so many different opportunities that's available to you from from college to trades to um I mean they even have what is it Harvard and all these other Ivy League schools where you can take classes for free on court I I did a macro and a micro economics class and I learned so much for yep. free I'm like there's so many opportunities out here that we could always just kind of take advantage of even as we're going throughout our journey and even so many people on Instagram 
with now the stock options and, and all the all the different cryptocurrencies and all the different rental companies that you can do now. There's so many, like there's an abundance mm-hmm. of things that you could do, even if you just wanted to do it as a side hustle. And who knows, the side hustle could very well take over the thing that you're doing and then free up your time so that you can work on your passion. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, yeah. And usually the, the the cool thing about young people is that they're usually willing to like try, you know, all these things. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, cause that's the time when you, when you have that freedom, when you don't have a ton of responsibilities and you're, you're really able, allowed to explore, try different things. Don't be so like <laughs> caught up in, no, I, I only do this thing or I only eat this food or I only like, no, this is the time to try. I mean, legal things. Let's stay on the legal side. Well, she told me to try different things. Yeah. Be in a state of exploration because college is so much fun. Oh my God. College is so fun. So enjoy it. <laughs> That's true. That and and it is a good experience. So it, it was funny to me because I, I started off um going to college at Wayne State University in Detroit. And I was like, oh my this is about to be so fun. Because it was an open campus. So there was always a lot of people on campus and I would just walk by and it would be like groups of people doing like a freestyle. And I'm like, boy, this college is fun. <laughs> And then I got in the classes and I was like, well, where did all the people go? (laughs) (laughs) I said, well, maybe, maybe they're all in the business building since I'm not over there and I'm in all these science buildings. Maybe, maybe all the fun people are over there, but come to find out there were just people that were on campus, just kind of trying to get that college experience, of course, without having to pay for it, but at least socializing and networking and doing all of those things. That's another thing. That's maybe that's what I was going to bring up was networking. Networking at this point in time is so crucial. And I wish that someone had emphasized that to me a little bit more when I was in college, because I did a terrible job at networking. But when you make those connections with people, when you join some of these different societies, if you have a particular degree, like engineers, medical, dental, nursing, whatever it is, when you join these networking, many more opportunities open up to you because then someone could say, oh, I know them. I know a guy. I know a girl. I know a person. I know of a job opening. So now that is one thing I would emphasize is definitely network, network, network. Get outside of your box. Even if you're an introvert, networking is so key to get some of those future opportunities. Yes. That, yep, that is a fantastic point because I, I think too that there's this misconception that you have to be super extroverted to network. And I'm actually, <laughs> despite like my energy, I'm actually very much an introvert. Like, I get me too. Literally, the <laughs> like, literally, I like, I can stay in my room the whole day. <laughs> and like, that is how I recharge. You know, extroverts, it's the opposite. They need to speak to people. They need to be Correct. social in order to get their energy. So which you can do. Yeah, and that's exhausting. It's so <laughs> exhausting. Thank you. Somebody. <laughs> it is so exhausting. Like, and so after you may, you may have like, let's say you join a society, uh, you know, like a nursing society or something like that. And you have like a, a networking, you know, like a networking um uh, like day seminar or something like that. So you're talking to people, you're doing mm-hmm. all the things and you, you know, and, and you're, you're um, conversing with your colleagues and things like that. Then after that plan to have a day where you just, you just decompress. Like I have to do that. I actually have to plan a day where if I, if I have to do something super social, I have to plan a day where I'm like by myself and that's okay. Like you don't need to be super extroverted and like, the funny person cracking all the jokes and super sociable and super pretty or any of these, these misconceptions that you think you need in order to network. Hi, how are you? What do you like to do? Keep it simple. And if you don't know what else to do, just compliment people. And that always starts a good conversation. <laughs> if you don't know where to start, always like, Oh man, oh, I like your shoes. Where did the boom conversations? So yeah, you don't have to make it a complicated thing, but yes, 
network because people work with who they like, know, and trust. And some of these people, yes. especially if you went to a big school like I did, child, some of these children off in Fang and all these other, you know, all these other super notable companies. And it's like, dang, like if I would solidify that connection a little more, like maybe they could have like slid me in. But right, yeah. exactly. You never know. You never know. Yes, yeah, so I had to <laughs> network as an adult, which is interesting. But hey, link has <laughs> <laughs> been very helpful. So, you know. <laughs> Right. I mean, and that's one thing, too, because I feel like in college, if you can work on those communication skills and like practice that early, not well, let's not even say college. We'll we'll even go over to like the trade Mm -hmm. side. But if you can work on those communication skills early, it's so much easier for you to have a conversation with people and kind of let it be natural. And when you can have those conversations with people, they automatically want to pull you into something else and they automatically remember you as well yeah. so yeah that that networking part i think is is crucial to whatever whatever it is that you do but especially if you have an entrepreneurial spirit especially if you want to do like something in the, what i call the entertainment mm-hmm. industry that networking is, is key very key absolutely all right well lakua i'm not going to hold you but i think this has been a very good conversation we've talked about financial self awareness we talked about mindset we even gave, you know, those that's going to college or trade school some pointers on some things that maybe they would want to chew on, marinate on as they figure life out. Again, purpose is evolving, so it doesn't have to be figured out all right now. We can just do step one and two and and uh, revise as needed. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, Akua, if you could write a brief letter to your sister about finances, what would you say to her? Ooh, about finances. Okay. I would say, listen to your mentor. <laughs> listen to your mentor. I, had a me- I mean, it was fascinating because when I was younger and he sat there and he showed me his whole portfolio, like how he, because he, um, he did um, international investments as, as his, as his day job. And, you know, he like retired mm-hmm. early and he's like chilling. He's in like, he's in like the Bahamas somewhere. Like he's like living the life. And I I saw it and I saw these, you know, how you say you had the one comma. I saw multiple commas. I saw commas after commas. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, okay. But it didn't feel like I could attain that. It felt like it was for those people over there. And so if I could tell my younger self something about finances, it would be that, learn, read, and plan. And it is for you. It's not for just them other people over there. That's good. And I think that's something we we kind of all fall into because our mind just can't, we can't wrap our mind around things that people tell us, especially when we're younger. And it's like, okay, I, I wasn't understanding it then, but I get it now. So yes, that is a good point. It, it, at least keep it in the back of your mind or at least continue to ask questions. And I think sometimes that's just what people are looking for. They're looking for you to ask the question so then they could spark the conversation. So yeah, ask the question, revisit whatever they say. Be like, you remember that time five years ago when you were telling me about stocks? Can we revisit that and talk about that again? All right, Akua, thank you so much for coming by A Letter to My Sister podcast today. I definitely appreciate you coming by, dropping gems, and giving us that new term, financial self-awareness. So that's something I'll definitely uh, take the time to chew on today. Thank you, Takara. It has been a pleasure. Thank you all for listening and joining in. Thank you. This was such a fun discussion with Akua. As you see, we laughed and chuckled and everything throughout the entire interview. The piece that I picked up that I absolutely love that Akua mentioned was financial self-awareness and your five core principles that you need to have in place, those questions that you need to be asking yourself so that you can really try to figure out exactly where you are when it comes to this money thing. What are your values? What are your skills, your gifts, your passions? What are your goals? 
What is it that you're willing to risk? And what sacrifices are you willing to make? So I hope that you can see why I bought Akua on. And let me tell you, you know I only bring the best of the best on. Akua is an IT professional whose main goal is to empower millennials of faith to gain clarity on what they truly value in life so that they can crush their financial goals. She started her own podcast, Dim Coins, to share her journey and learn from others. She believes that the key to financial success starts with financial self-awareness. Self-awareness starts with assessing five core principles in your life. True values, skills versus gifts versus passions, your goals, your risk tolerance, and your sacrifices. You can find Akua at www.dimcoinsonline.com or you can find her hanging out on Instagram at dim.coins, that's D-E-M dot coins. And I will make sure that I leave all her information for you in the show notes. So sis, I really hope that you are able to glean something from my conversation with Akua, especially when she was talking about the financial self-awareness in those five key questions that we need to ask. And I'm hoping that you actually take the time this week to ask yourself those five questions. And remember, we are officially already in the holiday season. So we're about to start spending more money. Black Friday is coming, of course. Turkey Day is coming, which we normally spend more money than usual buying those special things that we typically don't eat all year round. This is the season of gift exchanges. This is the season in where you're buying other gifts for family members and other friends and things like that. So I just want you to be super aware of what your goals are and what you're trying to do so that you're not going out spending an excessive amount of money and buying things that you truly cannot afford in the future. Because remember, I want your money to work for you. I don't want you to have to constantly work for your money, all right? So sis, there is no one like you. There is no one out here that can do the things that you do. So show up, let your light shine bright, and never dim it for anyone. Until next time, bye.